dice through the fire and eyes. Welcome no to Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. It's a takedown Tuesday on Check with Chip where we target people, organizations, and arguments in need of a conservative body slam. As always, in a live and let live spirit, remember the goal is to draw people in, not drive them away. But that doesn't mean we have to be weak or mushy. We must be strong and convincing in the never-ending quest to win hearts and minds one conversation at a time. The target today is Joe Biden. The former United States Senator and Vice President is under fire for being handsy with women. Uncle Joe, as he is affectionately known by supporters, stands accused of several such incidents, the most prominent and damaging being one made by a former Nevada elected official who says Biden leaned into her from behind, smelled her hair, and kissed the back of her neck. She is not alone. For decades, there have been rumors and photos of Biden nuzzling necks, massaging shoulders, and planting kisses on necks, foreheads, cheeks, and sometimes lips. Biden and his spokespeople say it's much ado about nothing. He is affectionate, that's all. He has never done anything improper or made anyone uncomfortable. Meanwhile, when it comes to the presidency, he has the experience, the intelligence, the demeanor. He's not crazy like Trump. He's good old Uncle Joe, who knows it all and sees it all and has everything under control. Full disclosure, I'm not a fan of Mr. Biden. I think Joe Biden is arrogant. I think he's full of himself. I think he thinks he's the smartest guy in every room he enters. I think he is a classic example of the out-of-touch, entitled, elitist, establishment swamp creature of Washington, D.C. The man has been a walking, talking, gaffe machine his entire political career. Uh, he, he was introducing the Irish prime minister once. And God rest her soul, he said of his mother, except that his mother was still alive and well. Uh, he once told a, a state senator in Missouri to stand up and be recognized, except the guy was a paraplegic in a wheelchair. Oh, 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 uh, well, then uh, let's all stand up for Chuck. Uh-huh. In 2008, uh, the presidential campaign, Barack Obama, of course, running for president, Joe Biden, his running mate uh, for vice president, and John McCain was the Republican candidate. And uh, Biden said, oh, the problem with John's uh, economic program is it doesn't address that key, vital, three-letter word, jobs. J-O-B-S, jobs. He even made a point of spelling it out, that three-letter word, jobs. Uh, then he was introducing uh, President Obama at a, a major announcement regarding uh, Obamacare. He introduces the president, steps away from the microphone, shakes the president's hand as he's approaching uh, the microphone and leans him. But the, the mic caught him, said, this is a big effing deal. Uh, stay classy, Mr. Vice President. I guess he was a trendsetter in a way, though, because now um, all these high-profile national Democratic figures, uh, including presidential candidates, are dropping F-bombs all over the place, I guess. So uh, that was Uncle Joe showing he was on the cutting edge, I guess. Uh, hip and trendy and cool. Anyway, um, you know, he even admitted, I'm a gaffed machine. He said this this last December. He was being interviewed as the, the speculation has swirled around him being a presidential candidate in 2020. I am a gaffed machine. He admitted, 
But then he followed that up with, but my God, what a wonderful thing compared to a guy who can't tell the truth. Oh, that, of course, he's speaking to the current. No, no, he's not talking about the president with whom he served, who said, if you like your plan, you can keep your plan. And well, the, the various Obama lies have been documented other places. No, he's talking about Donald Trump, of course. Guy who can't tell the truth. I'd rather make a few gaffes than not be able to tell the truth. Well, I don't think Uncle Joe is familiar with the old adage about not throwing stones when you live in a glass house. Plagiarism is lying, using someone else's words without attribution, misrepresenting those words as your own. Biden was busted in law school for plagiarizing a major paper. What was more serious and bizarre was Biden plagiarizing a British politician and changing Biden's own family history for his stump speech on the campaign trail. It was 1988 and Biden was running for president. He lifted facts from a stump speech that British politician Neil Kinnock used in his campaigns. Kinnock was the first in his family line to go to college. He came from a line of coal miners. Biden grabbed those items and applied them to himself. He never mentioned stealing the material for, from Kinnock. But the really weird part is that they were lies. Biden was not the first in his family line to attend college. Biden's forebears were not coal miners. The best Biden's scrambling campaign staff could come up with was a, a great-grandfather or someone who had expertise as a, as a mining engineer. But Uncle Joe had been going on and on about his ancestors swinging pickaxes in the bowels of the earth, working brutal 12-hour days, all a lie. Biden has a fine American dream story. He came from a basic American middle-class family and rose to the lofty height of United States Senator and then Vice President. Just play the cards in your hand, Uncle Joe. Don't go pulling fake ones out of your sleeves and trying to pass them off as the truth. This is your family you're talking about, your father and your mother and your relatives. I question the stability, never mind the integrity, of a man who does what Biden did, falsely manipulate and recast his own family history for political purposes. I guess he thought he would curry favor with blue-collar, working-class Democrats and Republicans. He coveted that demographic that Ronald Reagan owned in the 1980s, that working-class demographic, voting demographic. Instead, Biden's campaign speech, plagiarism, came to light and destroyed his presidential campaign. That was back in 1988. Now, uh, apparently it didn't hurt him. With his Delaware voters, they continued sending him to the Senate. As chairman of the Senate Judiciary Committee, Biden presided over what Supreme Court nominee Clarence Thomas called a high-tech lynching. Biden is apologizing for it now. Not for the treatment of Thomas, that's another podcast for another day, but for the way Thomas's accuser, Anita Hill, was treated. Quick summary, both Thomas and Hill are African-American. Hill, that's why Thomas called it a high-tech lynching. Hill accused Thomas of sexually harassing her. Senate Republicans grilled Hill. 
Biden now says he was blinded by a white man's culture and should have reined in his colleagues who questioned Hill's credibility. It was a uniquely ugly chapter of D.C. politics, and Biden was the ringmaster. Let's fast forward to the last decade. I have a couple of clips for you. The first one is from 2008. Joe Biden's out there running for president again, but a reporter asked him about another candidate in the field, a young colleague of his named Barack Obama. Like everybody these days, Biden declared online, but it was old media that got him in trouble. Personal comments he made about another White House hopeful, Senator Barack Obama, recorded by a reporter for the New York Observer. I mean, you got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and... And, and clean, and nice-looking guy. I mean, it's, that's a storybook, man. Yeah. In case that audio was hard to hear, what Biden said was, you've got the first sort of mainstream African-American who is articulate and bright and clean and a nice-looking guy. I mean, that's storybook, man. Can you imagine, friends, if a white Republican had said that? <laughs> Even as it was... Uh, the uh, well, that that was basically the end of Biden for president 2008. Although Barack Obama did turn around and tap Uncle Joe to be his running mate for vice president. All right, now 2012, Mitt Romney was the Republican nominee, and uh, Biden speaking to a predominant, predominantly African American audience in Virginia. And he wants to go after Romney on fiscal policy, but then he veers into, well, listen for yourself. Look at what they value and look at their budget and what they're proposing. Romney wants to let the, he said in the first hundred days, he's going to let the big banks once again write their own rules. Unchain Wall Street. They're going to put you all back in chains. That is poisonous, toxic. So often liberals and progressives lecture conservatives. Why are you so divisive? Why do you appeal to the worst in people? Well, there's Joe Biden raising the bar of American political rhetoric. They want to put you back in chains. I don't like this guy, Joe Biden. I think he is vicious and will say anything to advance himself. Washington insiders have been saying for the last month that the decision has been made inside the Biden camp and he is running for president in 2020. That may be true. Biden and his team may have reached that decision. I think it's 50-50 at best that he publicly announces a 2020 presidential bid. It's because of this new hashtag MeToo sexual misbehavior battlefront that has erupted in Biden's world. Now, dear listener, dear patron, you must prepare yourself for this from critics, your children, your grandchildren, Democrats of all ages. You must prepare yourself for this. Wait a minute. Arrogant, full of himself, thinks he's all that in a bag of chips, gets physical with women. Hmm. Sounds like a president I know. You hypocrite. How can you support Trump? third marriage, cheated on previous wives, bragged about groping women, and then declare that Biden's behavior with women disqualifies him. All right, let's take the Trump part first. Uh, 
in my view, Donald Trump is not that man anymore. I believe, as Christians, we are supposed to pray for people wallowing in sin rather than judge them and rejoice when they emerge from the muck and try to travel on the high road. For me, it boils down to this. I trust Donald Trump, especially compared to a swamp creature like Biden. I took a chance on Trump as a candidate. He has delivered on the social issues as well as the fiscal issues so far, unlike any other president, including Reagan. Trump donates his personal salary to charity and picks fights that aggravate the swamp creature establishment. I believe he puts my interests and the interests of the nation ahead of the D.C. insider's interests and ahead of the interests of the crowd that wants socialism and men invading women's bathrooms and sports events. I have no hesitation supporting Trump because of the alternative in 2016 and because of the alternate universe we would be living in right now had Hillary Clinton won. As for Biden, I am not disqualifying him. Kind of like to see him be the nominee, truth be told. I predict on this takedown Tuesday, though, that Biden is being taken down by his formerly fawning media and Democrats and the cultural left. Poor Uncle Joe. He came of age in a D.C. that lionized senators such as Ted Kennedy and Chris Dodd, who arranged for waitress sandwiches at restaurants. No, no, I'm not talking about ordering sandwiches, uh, sandwiches from a waitress. The waitress is the middle part of the sandwich. You know, I'll let you go ahead and research the rest of that one on your own. And uh, all the days of Bill Clinton. Hey, as long as you support abortion, everything is permitted. No matter how much of a pig you are to women and how unfaithful you are to your wife. Alas, Uncle Joe, those days are gone. The left has decided to join the right, on this issue anyway, and demand that men be held accountable for using their positions of power to exploit vulnerable women. The difference now is that the media are not protecting Biden anymore. Apparently, they've grown tired of his act. The new hard-left progressive center of gravity in the Democratic Party is done with old white men in general. Unless you're a rabid America-hating socialist like Bernie Sanders, who is so far left he is not a Democrat. The former Nevada legislator who ignited the firestorm that may consume this version of a Biden presidential campaign made her accusation in a column featured in New York Magazine. You don't get that kind of play, New York Magazine, unless the word has gone out on the left that the protective shield has been removed and it's open season on Uncle Joe. That's your Takedown Tuesday post on Check with Chip. I'm Chip Maxwell. Thank you for listening. Sacrifice.